0: Yeah, good morning. Welcome to the program on this Thursday morning. We had to clear out those cool customers, Karianas and Magnuson, wherever you tuned in on SEN 1170 AM Sydney and, of course, on the SEN app. Come and join us, 0457 736 736 on the text line or 1300 01 1170 is the open line number. Happy to take your calls on this Thursday morning as we'll talk about... A bunch of issues in front of us today. Some light-hearted, some good fun, and, of course, plenty of results to get through as well. But the weather is a huge talking point in Sydney. A top of 34 degrees today for the city, 37 out west for Penrith and Richmond. And then tomorrow, tops between 35 and 39, so pushing towards 40 degrees. For Brisbane today, the first day of the second test, Australia v. the West Indies, Mostly sunny and 32 with, of course, a two o'clock start our time for that one. The day-night test gets underway. So it's one of those days, isn't it? And I heard Miss I'll say this. Yeah, it's summer in Sydney. It gets hot. It sure does. But we're in for a couple of clangers over the next couple of days. So we're thinking this morning about, look, the Brisbane Heat did their job last night. The Heat is a hot topic of conversation. If you're going to jump into an Uber or a cab today probably the first thing you'll talk about. So let's try and cool things down a little bit and let's discuss some cool customers in sport. Let's get the cool vibe this morning. Who oozed cool out there on court or on the playing field? Athletes who have kept their cool, the ice men and women of sport worldwide. Join that this morning and send in your nominations. A couple that have been floating around the office. Roger Federer was the first one that came to mind for me. Just always oozed cool, rarely lost his temperature, had a swagger, had a presence. He was so cool. Nathan Cleary, the ice man. So we can go down the way of off, uh, away from the sporting field, how cool they are, or even on the sporting field, because when it comes to the clutch, Nathan Cleary delivers as though he's got quite literally ice in his veins. And then you think of the swagger kings, your Chris Gales, your Viv Richards as well. So let's go through some cool customers in sport today and try and forget about this uh, hot, you know, hot Thursday that's going to hit us and then backed up by a hot Friday as well. 0457 736 736. When I say to you a cool customer in sport, who's the first person you think of? You'll also need to know your Australian history, mostly Australian sporting history this morning because the Everyone's a Winner quiz is back. So we've re-engineered it. Five questions we'll do that after 10 o'clock this morning so make sure you stay tuned and we've got a signet boost power bank to give away some some aussie questions a day earlier than we celebrate australia day One three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the open line number a full lineup of guests adam white from the sen cricket team will join us what i've seen from the gabba this morning is another green top and it's not the first time that we've seen one of those up there so with the temperature up there at 32, mostly sunny, they're starting with a green one. The question of how long we get out of this test may well obviously determine how long that pitch stays green. It's just a matter of how long the West Indies, you think, can handle the Australian attack. So Adam White will join us. So too, David Sanderski, who is the Gabba curator. So we'll get David on the line and see what he's thinking, what he's, Seeing and the kind of preparation that they've had up there in a full-blown weather forecast as well. Brett Phillips with the latest from uh, the Australian Open Tennis and we'll touch base again with David Crennage from Ponting Wine. So Ricky Ponting Wine's back in action as a sponsor of the morning program this year. Last night at the SCG, myself and Doug Bollinger were there as the Brisbane Heat deservedly claimed their second BBL title. It was a 54-run win over the Sixers and a big crowd as well. 43,153 fans at the SCG, a sea of magenta, as you'd expect. There was also a concert next door at the Horden Pavilion. So look, we, we we do this every time. And perhaps that's why it drives me nuts. Yes, you don't want everybody to drive out to the Sydney cricket ground or the Horden when major events are on. But people still have to drive out. That's why there's car parks there. (laughs) Can we work out a way where there's more than one lane to get in and out of the joint? Is there any way in 2024 that those who take our money on the way in with tolls, through the gates, back out the gates, who fleece us left, right and centre, can somehow work out a way that we get in and out of the joint without sitting around for ages... On the way in or on the way out? It was a double whammy last night. We parked at the entertainment quarter and we stuck around for the full presentation. So I got to my car at 10 past 11. But at the same time, the concert next door had wrapped up and a lot of the concert goers there were young. So they were being picked up by their parents. So there was a steady stream of Ubers in and out, a lot of parents coming in and out, and then everyone trying to get out of the Entertainment Quarter car park. The thing's an absolute schmuzzle. <laughs> you, you can say this every single time and, and nothing will change. It's a byproduct, unfortunately, of what was a really good night for the Brisbane Heat especially. Eight for 166. Josh Brown went to town again, 53 off 38. Sean Abbott was the best of the Sixers bowlers, four for 32 off his four overs, but the Sixers were never in it. 112 was their final total. As they were bowled out in the 17th or 18th over, Moses Enriquez put 25 on the board. He came into this game with COVID. As I was driving into the SCG, because I had a fair bit of time, as I was driving in, I heard that Andrew McDonald and Cameron Green had picked up COVID up there in Brizzy. And then when we got there, Daniel Hughes took over the bat flip role because Moses had been diagnosed with COVID. Um, by all reports was okay, but he, he looked knackered by the time he got off after those 27 deliveries that he faced. And he was in a kind of an isolation. They, they had another part of the dressing room for him. And then he had to sit a little bit further away in the dugout, but he was still high-fiving and fist-pumping and all that kind of stuff. So it's a pretty relaxed old law. Spencer Johnson was brilliant last night. Four for 26, including three wickets uh, in his final over. So the Brisbane Heat finished first in the regular season. They had to go the long way through the finals. And what they did last night against the Sixers was strangle them. They suffocated them out of the game. It was such a clear game plan from the Heat just to play a very straightforward game of BBL. It's really the only way you can put it. Go back to the Challenger when they took on the Strikers and they just went all guns blazing. <laughs> Josh Brown was shooting from the hip, 140 off 57, I think it was. Last night, they had the they had the tendency to go when they needed to go, but they were also just very straightforward with their batting attack, with their bowling, with their fielding, and they just strangled the Sixers out of the game who couldn't get into it. In fact, in the first over when the Sixers came out and lost their first wicket in Daniel Hughes, you felt the crowd just go out of it. Now, there was still a long way to go there, but, wow, the momentum change was incredible. Congratulations to Steve O'Keefe. He finished with 99 BBL wickets. So he came in with 98. He ends up removing Josh Brown as they sent it upstairs. It was a really good review, and why not? But he ends up with 99 BBL wickets, and he was exhausted by the end of it. So here's one, because one of the boys said last night, would you rather... Would you, be, would you be pissed if you finished with 99? Or would you, you obviously want to finish with 100, right? That's, that's nice. But there's something cool and quirky about 99. <laughs> and as time goes on, I'm sure Socky would go, there's a drop catch there. There was this there. There was that appeal there that should have gone. I mean, there was, you know, there's probably 20, 30, 40. You can keep going. Wickets left on the table throughout the course of a 103-match career. But is 99 so bad? Let me know your thoughts on that one. I reckon in time you reflect and you go, you know what? That's kind of funky. People remember that. So Stephen O'Keefe wraps it up and uh, his stunning career comes to an end. So Socky, I reckon you're not tuned into this this morning. You're either still going or you're still asleep. But if you are, mate, well done. At the Australian Open, the women's semi finals tonight Coco Goff against Arena Sabalenka in the first. So that's the fourth seed against the defending champion and second seed. That's the all star lineup this evening. And then on the other side after that, Diana Yastremska against Xinwen Sheng from China. So Zheng beat uh, Kalinskaya 6 7, 6 3, 6 1, and Yastremska uh, knocked out Linda Noskova 6 3, 6 4. So in that semi final, we've got a 21-year-old who's the first Chinese woman to make a uh, – sorry, the fourth Chinese woman to make a Grand Slam semi, and she will be ranked inside the top 10 when the rankings come out next week. So it's all going really well. Yam Stremska is a qualifier from Ukraine, ranked 93 in the world coming into this tournament and having a wow of two weeks. So that's the semifinals tonight. The men's semis on Friday will be Novak versus Yannick Sinner. Novak leads 4-2 head-to-head on that one, but Sinna won their last matchup when they played at the Davis Cup. And the other semi, Daniil Medvedev against Alexander Sverev, which is interesting. When you look at their head-to-head, they've played 18 times. And Medvedev has the wood, 11-7. They've never met in a major, which surprised the heck out of me. I checked and double-checked. So they've never met in a major. Sverev defeated Carlos Alcaraz in three hours and five minutes. He motored through the first two sets, 6-1, 6-3. The third went to Alcaraz in a tie break and then Sverev closed it out 6-4. He made the semi-finals here four years ago now. Alexander and was runner-up at the US the same year. Medvedev took a tick under four hours to dispatch Hubert Hurkacz from Poland. 7-6, 2-6, 6-3, 5-7, 6-4. A two-time Australian Open runner-up. And of course, a US Open champion. So that's the semi final stage of the Oz Open this morning. 0457 736 736. Walnuts first in on the text line says, Usain Bolt, Captain Cool. Yep. Yep. Very cool customer. So what was it about Usain? I mean, is it the whole show? Is it, it the swagger seems to be it? The vibe of the cool. I asked Missile, who was cool in Australian swimming aside from himself? <laughs> which was his first answer. Matt Biondi, the great American swimmer, he is cool. Michael Klim had some cool about him. Let us know your thoughts on that. Nick Kurios, Nick Kurios. Okay, let, let's let's take a helicopter view on this one. So the other day I read you out Nick Curios's article that he penned in the Sydney Morning Herald. Now the headline is this, I'm contemplating retirement and won't be available for the Paris Olympics by Nick Kurios. In the very first paragraph, he says, the reality is there's a part of me that knows my time in the sport may be over, and I'm okay with that. It's a conversation that needed to be had. I'm at a crossroads in my career and have reached a point where life after tennis is a prospect that excites me. Now, aside from the headline, there's no mention of the R word by Nick Kyrgios at all. But just from that, and we went through it in depth when he wrote it, but just from those two paragraphs there, the opening paragraphs, it's a fair assumption to say that Kyrgios is contemplating the end of his career. He knows that his time in the sport may be over. He's at a crossroads and he's reached a point where life after tennis is a prospect that he's not only thinking of, but it excites me. However, the word retirement in the headline gained all the traction. And Nick Kyrgios then jumps on Instagram to say this. Hey guys, I've woken up today and realized about some articles going around saying that I'm retired and I'm not gonna play anymore and I just wanna just clear it up like it's absolute nonsense. Yes, the last year has been tough with injury, my knee, my wrist, but I'm hungry as ever, constantly rehabbing in the gym. You know, part of the reason why I'm commentating and doing all these things around AOs to still feel that fire and still be a part of it. So I just wanna let everyone know, all my fans, I'm coming back, stay tuned. But there's plenty left in the tank. Don't stress. Don't stress. I I can't say I was stressed about it, Nick, to be fairly honest with you. I actually liked what he put into the article. The real point about the article, the biggest point about the article that he wrote, or the column that he wrote, was the fact that he's had a major swipe at the Australian Olympic Committee, and that was buried all the way through, where he said, I'm not going to play in Paris even if they decided to pick me because they left me out in 2016, and he called it a disgrace. He said, I'll never be forgotten the way that I was treated by Kitty Chiller, the former chef de mission at the time. So that was the real key point. But what's happened since, and you go on to Google and type in Nick Kyrgios retirement, the headlines are all there. Nick rubbishes retirement talk. Kyrgios backflips on retirement talk. Kyrgios pours cold water on retirement claims. Kyrgios refuses to play in Olympics in sad revelation about looming tennis retirement. Retirement, retirement, retirement. Which he didn't say. In the article, he certainly alluded to, the headline said it. Now, I had a chat with Michael Kariannis about this. When I started in journalism, I started in a newspaper called the Manly Daily. And we didn't have online stuff and all that business. Still whacking away at the old computers, uh, the old um, typewriters, the claw typewriters. Right? It wasn't. By the way, I'm not from the dark ages. That was just the technology that they could afford, I reckon, at the time. We never wrote the headlines, ever. It always went to the process of the sub-editors and then of course the chief editor and off it went. So these days, a lot of that is fed through online and your own article is submitted with your own headline. Sometimes the headline in print doesn't make it, sometimes it does, sometimes it's changed for formatting, all that kind of stuff. When it comes to articles written by non-journalists, and in this case, Nick Kyrgios, whether he wrote this word for word or was penned by a ghostwriter, The process is still the same, and the normal process on that, according to MC and Maggie, who does a lot of that writing, says, yes, they get to check it, headline and all. So one of two things has happened here. Nick Kyrgios hasn't checked it, hasn't seen the headline and didn't have a problem with it or or, or didn't have a problem with it and has let it go through, or he wrote it, knowing full well that the fire was just going to rage out of control. So in my opinion, if he's seen or if if the headline was there and he's been given the opportunity to check it, he's only got himself to blame for not pulling them up on the word retirement. And if he didn't check it, why not? So I'm contemplating retirement won't be available for the Paris Olympics by Nick Kyrgios is a fairly obvious statement. However, it works pretty well, doesn't it? To the Nick Kurios modus operandi, which is the story's generated, then you can fuel the follow-up yourself. I don't think he was too stressed about it. It gets lots of likes, all that kind of business, and it has the impact, which is keep Nick Kyrgios in the news. We'll talk about the Tavita Pangai Jr. situation as well. The boys covered that in breakfast this morning. Is he plotting a possible comeback this season with the Broncos or is it all just about getting you to get your eyeballs on him for another pay-per-view boxing match? Perhaps. 0457 736 736 is the text line. 1300 01 11 1170 our open line number. Cool customers in sport. And don't forget today our Everyone's a Winner quiz.